Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, what's up? This is JK. Welcome to the Big Three Fan Podcast, where we talk all things Big Three and Big Three related. Uh, normally joined by my co-host Ace Hitman, but he is not with us today. Also, we're going to have a little bit more of an abbreviated session than normal. Still a lot to talk about, so I want to get right into it. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I want to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by Territory. Taste more of life. Great tasting, great for you food made for folks who eat, move, and live intentionally. We work with the best local chefs who craft each meal in their own restaurants and deliver them fresh and ready to eat at your convenience. Check us out at TerritoryFoods.com. So we're going to cover a few topics today. First and foremost, games and results from this weekend. Uh, The playoff picture. Second, and lastly, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about AI and bailing on the league. You know, Allen Iverson was a no-show this week. Super bummed about that, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. So let's get into it. First off, games from this weekend. So it was a busy weekend in Dallas. Lots of action and the playoff picture is starting to come into view. First game of the week was the Killer Threes and the Ball Hogs. Killer Threes ended up prevailing 50-40, to bringing the Killer Threes record to 2-4 and and Ball Hogs down to 1-5. and one thing really of note in this game, and if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I've been a big fan of Killer Threes. They've not had a consistent roster. Chauncey Billups, uh, I think he missed the last two games, but he did show up for this one. Uh, Steven Jackson, I just think they have a team that has um, a lot of energy, a lot of uh, ability to um, go deeper in this uh, league in the regular season, in the playoffs, than their record indicates. And so... Um, they still have a shot at making the playoffs, even at two and four, and would love to see them. Um, would love to see them in the mix. Chauncey Billups um, scored only eight points, but did hit his fourth four pointer of the season, which is really second to only Mike Bibby. So you can imagine if uh, Billups was playing a little bit more, his impact would be far uh, greater than it has been. Still a, a substantial impact. So. Killer threes over the ball hogs. Next up was the three-headed monsters uh, over Tri-State, 50-46. Three-headed monsters bringing it in at 5-1, and one, which secures them a spot in the playoffs. They've clinched. Uh, Tri-State, 1-5. and five. Uh, Still a shot if things work out. Um, and it's a long shot, but it's still a shot for Tri-State. Um, so interesting um, to see... You know, again, a couple of teams uh, lock up some spots and still, even with the worst records, an opportunity for some of the teams that have not been performing that well. Next up was Trilogy, uh, 51 to Ghostballers, 36. That brings Trilogy to 6-0, and just the, the dominant team, uh, standout team here in the league so far. Ghostballers, though, have been playing really well. They were 3-2. and two. This drops them to 3-3. Three and three. And even though the score was 51-36, uh, to 36, this, this game was a lot closer than that score indica- indicates. There was a lot of excitement in the game, too. I really enjoyed watching this game. You saw uh, Mike Bibby and James White just going at it, you know, uh, trash-talking, uh, playing hard, um, Lots of uh, of aggressive play, bumping, and uh, it was just fun. It was really fun to watch. Reminded me of watching 
uh, or playing in three-on-three games uh, at the park. So uh, Trilogy, though, continuing their their streak. Ghost Ball are still in great position to make the playoffs as well and would be really exciting to see these two go at it uh, in the playoffs. Next was Three's Company uh, uh, over Power, 53-49, to 49, bringing Three's Company to 2-4, and four, uh, and Power drops down to 4-2. and two. So this was the um, uh, second week in a row, really, where the, the last game was super-duper tight. And I think that's what we saw this with this game. It was really tight, back and forth. One of my favorite players to watch in the league, Katino Mobley, was um, who plays for power was um, you know, keeping them right in the game the entire time. Uh, love watching Catino play. He brings tons of wisdom to the game, tons of um, his experience, and uh, of course, um, a little less uh, of a gray beard than in previous weeks. I'm not sure what happened there, but uh, but still bringing that uh, bringing that uh, that energy to the game for power. Uh, so, what that means though, coming out of week six is. Um, there's there's real opportunity heading into week seven in Kentucky to uh, to secure the playoff final playoff spots um, probably at least the second if not the third position uh, could be locked up this weekend and it really just depends on what happens here a bunch of scenarios where uh, one team wins out one team uh, loses out um, and uh, the entire dynamic uh, changes so just at the highest level, Trilogy and Three-Headed Monsters are locked up, right? So they got the first two playoff spots. So who gets the remaining two? Uh, if Ghost Ballers lose, you know, the next two games, right? They're at three and three right now. That brings them to three and five. And similarly, if Tri-State and Ball Hogs, um, both at one and five, went out the next two games, uh, that would bring either of them to three and five as well, uh, giving them a shot at a playoff spot. So just one example of how uh, any team could make it right now. And pretty much everything else is up for grabs, all the, the teams in between. So it's going to be a really interesting week. Uh, this is going to be a very telling week. Of course, it's an eight-week season, followed by uh, uh, two playoff games in Week 9, and then the finals in uh, Week 10, August 26th in Vegas. So uh, we'll see where it goes, but been great so far. Really uh, pumped to see this level of competition and also really excited for the playoffs. But the big story this week was Allen Iverson, right? No show uh, in Dallas, no explanation whatsoever. According to everything that we've seen and heard, uh, the league, the team, the fans, of course, had no advance notice that AI would be absent from the game. Uh, he uh, had, didn't make any announcement. He didn't make any calls. He didn't do anything, right? And so the, the league had made an announcement, though, saying that they're going to launch an investigation uh, to get all the facts in the case uh, before... Um, taking any action or making any further statements. As a reminder, AI is the uh, captain and coach of Three's company, though he has not played much this year. He has been uh, coaching the team. You may also remember that he did not uh, play in uh, in Philly, and um, that that was uh, hugely disappointing uh, to fans. So here's the the kicker of this whole thing. So TMZ had, and, and other sources have reported that AI was in Chicago still, and this was Saturday, Saturday night before the games on Sunday, gambling at Rivers Casino, said that he was inside the casino until 2 or 3 a.m., and then later showed up around 10 p.m. on Sunday, 
still in Chicago, wearing the same clothes, and uh, he's been seen apparently also in multiple casinos over the last month, uh, gambling at different tables and so on. So he, okay, anybody can anybody can gamble. He's uh, he's um, a celebrity. Um, he's got money. Um, enjoys gambling. Uh, plenty of people do. I think I think where, where what's of concern here is that he 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 didn't show he didn't show up for the game he made commitments to people and he um, he didn't show up simple as that right so there's a question about his reliability there's a question about his integrity there's a question about his um, current you know state of mind does he have a, a a gambling problem it may he may. I mean, it sounds like that may be what's going on here. It's not unheard of. You know, plenty of folks have have um, have battled through that. Uh, we're all human. Uh, lots of people have that issue. Of course, there are celebrities and professional um, athletes that have had that, that issue as well. Charles Barkley being a very notable one, who um, who's who's open about um, his experiences on that front. You know, Michael Jordan has had some difficulty on that front as well and again i don't want to speculate as to what exactly is going on there but you start to see some signs uh not following through on commitments uh, and whatnot uh, as well as just the the, the uh, frequency here of uh, the time he's spending in the casino and it raises some questions uh only thing ai has said is uh this statement which is First and foremost, I apologize to Ice Cube and my big three family, my fans, and everyone disappointed by my absence in Dallas this past weekend. Uh, that's a, a nice apology, and I certainly appreciate that. Would like to better understand some of the details. I think that AI owes uh, fans some more explanation uh, after having you know bought tickets and hoping to see him either as a coach or a player. Uh, and some level of openness and, and transparency beyond that which he's provided so far, I think would go a long way. And because he's a role model, he's um, beloved by so many people, and I, I think, and he may not even know just how much fans support him. And if he is going through something personally um, that has to do with gambling, I, I know that fans would get behind him and support him and provide energy to him to get through that. And if not, then um, I think he still owes folks some level of understanding of, of what's going on there. Because uh, at this point, uh, he's compromised his uh, integrity to the point where I think fans just expect him to not be there. Um, and it's going to hurt the league. It's going to hurt the team. It's going to um, disappoint fans. And that disappoints me just in general. I want I want him to overcome this stuff, whatever it may be. Uh, and clearly there's something amiss. So this raises another question, really, and that is... Um, you know what? What do we do when, when we have these these players that fans really want to see that uh, really have no obligation to be there other than the commitment that they've made? And we've seen that that certain players um, prioritize other things over playing in the big three, whether it's like pre-arranged things like what Chauncey Billups had, or things that are uh, you know less clear, like what uh, what. Allen Iverson's going through. Uh, you know, how do you how do you keep those those players there so that fans get what they expect, so that you keep the entertainment level high, so you keep the competition level high? Now, I don't I don't know for sure, but there were a couple of folks that were um, batting around different ideas, and even before the season, I think Brian Scalabrini 
uh, who's the captain of the Ballhogs team, had told for the win that uh, he had an idea about having what he called a, quote, dream star spot for each team, where each team would be allowed to select a player who is only required to play once, but who could play as often as they like, right? So let's say uh, if the league had a game in Los Angeles, right, that a team could have their dream player that, that comes on and plays just for that game in L.A. because um, maybe maybe he played for the Lakers or something like that. Let's, let's say Kobe Bryant, like the, the ultimate dream. He'd come, he'd play for one game or his fans in that city for a particular team. And then, you know, maybe he joins the team for other games in other cities, or maybe he doesn't. Maybe just it's just that one game. But it's all about, you know, really building up a fan base for that particular city. Um, which is is interesting, right? You could think, Again, Allen Iverson just playing one game in Philly or Kobe Bryant playing one game in L.A. or even Chauncey Billups just playing one game, uh, you know, in Detroit when the league runs through there. Uh, now, I think who who those players play for, exactly how those stars are, are balanced throughout the league is, is a question. There's also a host of other possibilities there with, um, you know, how to get, um, you know, hometown um, players uh, playing for even fewer games uh, than the the uh, potential of ten throughout the season uh, that this league offers. Uh, so, but it's interesting. I don't know. I, I I'm I'd be interested in that. I think one side of me says I love the purity of having a team that is your team that's committed to playing those ten games. And as a fan, as the league, uh, as competition, you can rely on what that team construct is throughout the season. People could still get hurt or not play for one reason or another, but um, it, it's, it's, there's something very different between that and deliberately saying, you know, we're going to add a impactful player at some point that is simply not on the roster right now, you know? Uh, so there's, there's something less pure about that kind of a move where you're adding someone using the, uh, Scalabrini idea or others. Um, there's something less pure about it to me. Uh, so I, I understand both sides of it, but, uh, I'm, I'm probably more of a purist when I'm looking for just a consistent roster, uh, barring you know injuries and illnesses and, and whatnot. Um, but <laughs> I would love to, I would love to see Kobe Bryant uh, play. I would love to see Michael Jordan play. I've said it before. I would love to see a ton of players uh, play, even if it was just that one game. And so I would take all that stuff I just said. I would throw it out if you told me that I could see Michael Jordan join a three-on-three team and play. Because um, he's just too competitive not to really bring it and have an impact. I know that. Uh, so, anyway, those are some thoughts about that. Again, big disappointment um, in Allen Iverson, and I really hope that that uh, he comes with some more accountability, comes with some more transparency and openness, and uh, as we round the season out, that he fulfills his uh, commitment to Ice Cube in the league. Because um, you know you got to keep your word, man. You don't have much else than that. So, you know, on that note. Uh, I want to say just overall thanks again to Ice Cube and the league for coming together and bringing around uh, this high-quality competition uh, and entertainment to us. Uh, if you have questions, comments, ideas for the show, uh, you can drop us an email at big3fanpodcast at gmail.com. That's the number three. Uh, you can find the Big 3 Fan Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at Big Three Fan Podcast. 
And the next show will be available a week from today, and we'll cover all of the latest and greatest from Big 3 games and news. So do good things, and we will talk to you soon.